I am mining investor and editor of Resource Stock Digest, fresh from the Bamboo Lounge, Mr. Gerardo Del Real, here with my partner, Mr. Nick Hodge, who's also an investor and publisher of Daily Profit Cycle. This is the 246th episode of our weekly therapy session that we like to call Investing in Bizarro World, or is it turning out to be just living in 2023? We're going to talk markets, we're going to talk gold, we're going to talk uranium. We'll talk Kissinger and Munger a tad bit. We'll get into some crypto and an exciting new service that Mr. Hodge and I will be offering you all. Before we get to all that, Mr. Hodge, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. We should have rehearsed and done the whole um, funny how bit. It would have been uh, something nice. Uh, the comment section is getting interested. A couple of people have uh, mentioned it to me, and uh, I only take uh, a little bit of offense to being called an extorter. You know, no one twists anybody's hand to subscribe to a, a newsletter. And, and I do have a uh, more than a couple of scrolls worth of, of testimonials who uh, from people who have made, in some cases, significant amounts of money. So um, anyway, uh, good to be here with you. Family is good. Thanksgiving was good. Um, it's been a couple of weeks because, uh, we took off for Thanksgiving and you were traveling the week before that. So, uh, how was your trip and, and travel? And it's good to be back. Travel was fantastic. Uh, took off on a birthday trip, had a birthday at the end of October. Uh, the wife surprised me with a trip to Costa Rica, just her, myself, and a few friends. That was phenomenal. As you know, we have our company party here next week, so we will be out of town. However, you will get your weekly podcast. We will make sure we record that before we leave, but I'm excited to catch up with everyone in person. And yeah, you know, the comments uh, are, are, are funny on the extorting side of things. Um, I, I, I would say this folks, and I say this all the time, what you do with your checkbook is what you do with your checkbook. What I do with mine is what I do with mine at the end of the day. I don't split my profits with you. You don't split your profits with me. You don't share in my losses and I don't share in yours. So we all got to be big boys and girls and uh, be accountable for the decisions that we make. And, you know, with that being said, look, 25% of uh, on the junior resource monthly side of that portfolio is making brand new 52 week eyes. Right. Um, that's not bad considering the fact that there's also, you know, a Patriot in there, which is up several thousand percentage uh, and, 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 and several thousand percent and has made life life changing money for a lot of people with a ton of room to run. So look, are there going to be losers? Absolutely. Um, is this, you know, the, the, the last year where there's losses? Uh, absolutely not. But overall, I'm pretty damn proud of, of the portfolio performance and the ideas that we've been able to bring to you all. If it works, thank you. If it doesn't, there's a lot of other places you guys could be getting your information from y'all. Like Dave Chappelle says, you tune in to us. We don't tune in to you. So, But the Bamboo Lounge comment was hilarious, by the way. It's one of my that favorite scenes from Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese is my favorite director. And uh, somebody made a comment that I just got back from the Bamboo Lounge after smashing a bottle over the manager's head. Of course, referencing Joe Pesci's classic scene in there. So good stuff. Keep them coming, y'all. Yes. All right. Sure. Well, listen, let's let's Thanks let's, for let's, watching. Yeah. Thank you for watching us. <laughs> let's get right into it. Um, been a couple of weeks. We talked gold the last time, how it was perfectly boring and technically beautiful. And all that's happened since then is, you know, we've had a a, a decisive breach of that 2000 level. We're sitting at right around the 2030 level as we speak, touched the highest 2060. The dollar looks to be breaking down, down below now the 103 
level, the dollar index. So how is it looking for you technically now, Nick? I know sentiment is starting to turn. Tax law selling is finally behind us or will be here by the time you all see and hear this. But the timing seems really good. Even some of the juniors are catching bids on, on this latest move. It seems like this one might stick. How does it look technically to you? Everything you say is true. Um, would be nice if it closes the month um, above 2000, which hasn't happened. And um, we'll know that a couple of hours before we record, before we, um, uh, after we record this podcast, but a couple of days before it comes out. I, I think it um, likely happens considering, like you said, it's trading at, at 2030. So that's, uh, that's pretty important, the monthly close uh, above the $2,000 level. Um, and so you're in striking distance of um, all time highs here now. We'll see if it has to digest some gains, but. Um, the, the, the monthly close could attract enough headlines and, and enough retail interest to, to, to propel you to that, um, all time high, which I believe is, uh, 2089. I was writing about it earlier. Am I correct? So off the top of your head, do you know? I thought it was 2069, but I could be off. Uh, it let's says take 2089 intraday high uh, in August, 2020. Intraday that, high. Got it. I had the closing, which was, I think 2063 or something. That's like what that. I wrote. So hopefully it's true anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> you're 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 really really close to that, and and I think you can get there, and um, then you would have a breakout, right? So I, the other thing I would say, as far as gold itself is concerned, is um, I've been saying all year that it's time to to buy the dip in gold, um, and and now it might be time to buy the breakout in gold, right? Because those dips have now gone right up to resistance a couple of times, right? Overhead resistance, and um, and once you uh, break out to an all-time high, uh, I'm not the best technical analysis, technical analyst, but I do know that um, there's no resistance above an, an all-time high because prices have never been in that territory. So um, you also mentioned gold stocks, and they've been interesting as well. Um, uh, some classic things are starting to happen. You've got, you know, silver starting to get a little anticipatory, right? It's, it's often like leading breakouts, and, and some of the silver stocks have um, started to, to, to break out, at least marginal, like you look at a chart of like Albert Plata, for example. Um, Dolly Varden, which we highlighted a couple of correct. weeks back when it was at the 60 cent level, up some 50% since that commentary at 90 cents now. Right. And then on the GDXJ specifically, um, again, it's in my head because I was writing about it today, um, you know, had recent resistance at $36 and has quickly found itself in the $37 range. So looking like it wants to break out as well. Like um, that needs to confirm and gold stocks have been disappointing, but um, some context is also warranted, right? Because if you pull back that GDX, J and gold chart all the way back to the last time gold made record highs in 2011, um, the GDXJ was up around like $120, for example. And today it's down at 37 while gold is at record highs. And so that's the disparity, right? You've had gold continuing to go up while gold stocks have gone down. And yes, um, they've shown a bit of life here recently, but um, there's a lot of money to be made as 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 those two charts get reunited, I guess is what I'm saying. The gold price that's gone up and the, the gold stocks that have gone down. So um, bullish on gold for sure and recommending um, an explorer this week in, in Hodge family office. So that's why I was writing about gold. And I think it's going to have a good 2024. And um, look, there's a lot of stocks, as I just said, that are still cheap. So I believe December is a good time to buy as you can use and the general uh, end of year tax loss selling period to uh, pick off what I've been telling you are, you know, companies that have all the things, right? The catalysts, the money, the management, the jurisdiction. I um, mean, you don't have to mess with a lot of these companies that 
I don't have those things. Couldn't agree more. Another sector that's breaking out that has, you know, performed on the equity side of it is the uranium space, right? I touched on 25% and all of the uranium portfolio being, you know, at or near triple digit gains for us. Um, here in 2023, we positioned well during the boring period. I'm hoping that some of you are catching this trend of getting ahead when no one's watching, when it's not sexy, when it's not fun, when there's not, you know, market chasing every single day, buying quality names, waiting for the momentum and the trend to become your friend, and then, you know, capturing the bulk of those early gains that most speculators miss. You can only do that by being a contrarian, and you can only be a contrarian by doing what most people are not. So I say all that to say that, you know, uranium is probably in the bottom of the third inning. If, if we're talking baseball parlance, as far as the bull market goes, there's a lot of room left. But man, if you've been sitting watching the whole year, you missed triple digit gains across the board. And so thoughts on the uranium space. I know we hit a 16 year high last couple of days, touched the $81, $82 level the last that I checked. How's that looking technically for you, Nick? I mean, uranium looks... Good, not te just technically, but fundamentally. I mean, you've had now uh, a breakout of the uranium price. You have the fundamentals still all lining up. You have continued announcements from um, new nations that are wanting to build out their nuclear reactors. You're having um, partnerships uh, with uh, SMR companies, small modular reactor companies, that partnering with uh, miners, including you know UEC, which was announced last week by the time you see this. Um, looking to secure supply for the build-out of, of, of modular reactors, Terra Power I'm talking out about, which, by the way, is backed by uh, partially by Bill Gates. And so, you know, you're getting into the space of the cycle where nuclear now is becoming accepted. It was a contrarian play. Um, and then, um, you know, it's working its way more to the mainstream. The last time you and I were together, we were talking about how uh, more mainstream money was was coming into the uranium sector. And I think that's only going to uh continue it's it's one of the few places that's worked not only in the uh, resource space of late but but also in the, the broader market and so um it, it, you're in that sort of that you mentioned the third inning right um and we just talked about gold so i i guess one of the things i was thinking about earlier was like just this week not nothing i would put in a newsletter but gold had or uranium had a little bit of a pullback over the past couple of days heading into the um end of november um, and gold was flying, right? The gold was strong, well over 2000. Like I sold a tiny, tiny bit of gold this week, last week, yeah, when you watch this, and bought uranium, right? Like added to my uranium position because it was pulling back. And so you're in a place now where you have a couple of things that are working, at least in the nexus of things that you and I tend to care about, right? Gold and uranium. So you can have a little bit of fun. You can rotate, you can sell some of what's working one day and buy some of what's, you know, not working or, or, or down the next day. But overall, both those complexes, gold, um, metal, of course, and, and uranium and uranium stocks are um, bullish. So um, technical levels are, I don't want to say out, out of the window for, for the spot price. I mean, you've broken out, right? You just said 16-year high. You came to that place where um, not all-time highs, of course, but the overhead resistance now is 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 much higher than any price we've seen in the past decade. So um, I think these companies are going to start having fun. They're starting to turn production back on. Uh, another company we've been involved with, Encore, made that announcement last week saying they've turned on their um, uh, assets in, in South Texas. And so 
um, you are inside of it, right? That thing you anticipated for so long is like now happening. And I guess if there's, you know, one piece of advice, it's just to be aware of that, right? And um, I guess that's it. Know that trees fall through to the sky and um, just be cognizant of, of, of what's going on on a day-to-day basis. Agreed. Well said. Um, got to talk Bitcoin a bit. Got to break out in Bitcoin, right? Touch the 38,000 level. Um, seems to be primed to go higher. I am no crypto expert. However, we do have an in-house resident crypto expert that I believe believes we see much higher prices. I will leave it to him and his service and his subscribers um, to, 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 to not give the target and then the timing of that. But I know he's bullish. I'll, I, I will say that much. How are you feeling about the crypto space, Mr. Hodge? Um, well, and Bitcoin I- specifically, right? I guess let me first talk about him. So he is bullish and we'll have to get him on here on the in the next couple of weeks, which we will do to, to talk about it. Um, Bitcoin looks good. Um, also uh, returning now to bullish, right, with also catalysts ahead. So you've got a, B- a Bitcoin ETF that, that's going to be approved likely in the new year. Um, there's several of them that are that are awaiting approval. And then you've got the having or the happening that's going to happen in, in the spring of 2024. So. Um, all these catalysts are coming. It has some of the same tailwinds as um, gold. You're getting people interested in it um, on other continents, right? You had the the presidential upset win in, in Argentina, where he's talking about <laughs> you know, dollarization and and bringing light to to alternative currencies and um, well, just forex in general, I guess I would say. And so shutting um, down its central bank, <laughs> right? Exactly. I like that move. Right? I like right. that move. Yeah. And, and, you know, Argenti- Argentinian stocks are up since uh, his election. How do you say his last name? Oh, God. You're Mil- going to kill Millet? Millet, yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway. Um, the Argentinian stocks are up across the board like 20% if you look at an Argentina ETF. And so that doesn't really relate to Bitcoin. But we will get Chris on here. And um, uh, Bitcoin is bullish. And again, he's got the Million Dollar Crypto Club, which, which people have been subscribing to. And we've gotten good feedback from um and it's not just bitcoin i guess is the other thing i would say um and it's also not just chris so um over at profit cycle pro john carl's been writing a little bit about crypto he's um been doing some investment iu uh, videos uh, one of which uh, was with chris about the crypto complex and has been mentioning a couple of different uh, projects or coins and, and solana's been doing um quite well as well so um, if you're not ready to go all in on trading, following a real live portfolio with, with Chris, we do offer some, um, I won't say rudimentary, but I will say more elementary things in um, Profit Cycle Pro that you can get involved in the um, a crypto space as well. So we'll have both those guys on in the next couple of weeks, hopefully before the end of the year. Now, remember, you don't have to digest the free information and you don't have to subscribe to any of the paid services. It's completely voluntary. Nobody's extorting you for your couple of hundred dollars or a couple of thousand dollars or whatever it is that you decide to subscribe for. But I will say this, jokes aside, if you do choose to subscribe, there's some excellent, excellent services over there. And I'm talking my book because Nick and I co the company, but there, there, there's some really good information. And again, if you just want to peruse some of the free stuff, go to dailyprofitcycle.com. I'm supposed to remind you every week to go to dailyprofitcycle.com forward slash subscribe to get all of the reports, the insights, the editorials, and thoughts from not just Mr. Hodge and myself, but our talented group 
of editors and experts on all things money. So all that is free. It's on the house. Money back guarantee. Like it. All Might right. as well keep going with the with the promotion. Tell them about um Private placement in town. No, look, Nick and I are excited. As you know, Nick and I have been in, you know, the space and, and in some shape, form, or capacity for, God, coming up on two decades now, right? I think I'm running on like 15 years. And Nick, I know you've been around for, how long have you been allocating capital and writing about solar uh, roads and <laughs> all of the things that you did when you first got going? years, bro. In 2007, I started, yeah. Excellent. And so look, along the way, we've been fortunate enough to develop you know, a network of investors and, and, and high net worth uh, groups that finance a lot of the deals that you see in the public markets, you know, and oftentimes they do this, you know, at very early stages where only a select handful of individuals are able to participate. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to get involved with a lot of great companies very early on. And that's really, you know, the kind of the bread and butter. We love the publishing business. We love Resource Stock Digest. But the end of the day, the bulk of our capital is, is is coming from the checks that we're writing and the risk that we're taking in the market. So I say all that to say that private placements and the benefits that come along with investing early with a group that's well connected, that is, you know, well thought of, and then that, that has good credibility is has been so valuable for us. And it's it's great now to be, you know, a part of a group that can extend our network and offer it to subscribers. And so Nick and I will be launching our new accredited investor service where we merge his network and my network, which often intersects, but sometimes diverges and bring in all of the resources and the intellectual capital into that service to provide deal flow on everything from gold, copper, lithium, uranium stocks, to biotech, crypto, AI, you name it, you're going to get you know a pretty decent offering at what we think is one of the smartest ways if you're an accredited investor to make money in the markets. Getting in early, knowing what you're getting in to, and then having that leverage of a warrant or a half warrant that allows you a couple of years into the future to be able to secure future shares at a determined fixed price in a bull market that can do really, really, really well for you people. Yeah, that was great. Um, what else can I add? So, um, Private placements have been the main tool that we both have used, I believe, to grow yep. our net worth in recent years, um, including Gerardo recommending uh, first Patriot Battery Metals at, at 16 cents and um, watching that grow to um, over $17 at um, one point. I was um, fortunate enough to get in some uh, an early biotech play that um, I got in at 10 cents and it ultimately um, got itself on the the Nasdaq and and went to several dollars and and we've recommended a, a couple of other uh, multi baggers and and thousand percent plus winners um, along the way. I was looking the other day, um, you know, Shoot. I love spreadsheets, Jardo, and so I have <laughs> one with a little uh, line item for every check I've written basically since I started writing checks in the private placements. I've done over a hundred deals since um, I think it was 2014 or, or or 2015. I think it was so. That's a lot of pages also when you think about subscription documents. But um, anyway, uh, and I also have a folder sitting in the closet behind me, like um, one of those file boxes that has a folder for, you know, each of the ones with subscription documents. And so uh, we have been at this for a while. And so, um, you know, as we continue to write those track checks and help support those deals and, and help tell their stories in some cases, um, it begets a broader network. And so we see more slide decks and we see more deals. 
um, and we get to vet them. Um, and you mentioned the warrants. Yeah, obviously, um, gravy on top when you can, uh, just like an option, have the risk but not the obligation to buy more of that stock if the price goes up, which uh, we did get to do with uh, Patriot battery metals, with Q2 metals, and uh, with and many others uh, along the way. I just said I've written over 100 checks. So um, it, my closed portfolio, by the way, for, for private placements is, is up over 88%. That's average per closed deal this year. Um, we have an open portfolio as well. I was looking the other day, those those open positions are up on average uh, more than 100%. So uh, the average open winner is uh, more than a double, which is a good work if you can get it. Um, and we'll be combining forces. So um, we've been doing this individually, uh, me in various capacities since 2015. Um, and you more recently with uh, Junior Resource Insider uh, here under the Digest Publishing umbrella. But um, starting this week, Literally this week, as you see this podcast, it will be under the brand of um, private placement Intel. And so um, I believe we'll have a, a new deal soon enough for um, those accredited investors to um, vet for themselves and see if it's appropriate for them and, and participate in if they want. And so we would encourage anyone um, who's interested in, in private placements to check that out. You can find it in many places. We have products pages on, on resource stock digest at, on daily profit cycle and also on digest publishing. Um, and we also bought the private placement Intel.com. So uh, you can type that in as well and check it out. Well said the deal that we'll be offering here in the next several days, um, is, is a uranium deal and it's a uranium deal with a company that has a history of success that has a market cap um, somewhere right around the 13 and 15 million Canadian range. And it's one of those few uranium companies that hasn't participated to the upside during the recent run up, which has me excited because there is a half warrant that comes with that, um, with that financing that I think is going to be very, very valuable here over the next several years, given the tailwinds that the uranium space has and how violent to the upside that specific sector can get. So yeah, if you're looking for a quality uranium deal, I think we got one. I think it'll be uh, here in the next couple of days. And again, I mean, Nick and I look at stuff, I want to say probably every day. If it's not me, it's him. And if not, it's the both of us. So it just made all the sense in the world to bring all that to you under one umbrella as opposed to two different banners. And hopefully if you're accredited, you uh, are able to take advantage of that. It should be a fun Fun close to the year and a heck of a 2024. Beauty. Right. Let's talk um let's talk Panama. Panama just ordered first quantum to close its cobre copper mine. And if you want a quick lesson on jurisdictional importance, meaning where the assets that you allocate capital to are located and why it's important to have your finger on the pulse of that kind of thing. Look at first quantum's price the day that it was announced that the mine was going to be closing. And so, you know, in the junior resource space with an explorer, we saw this recently with Q2, right? You could wake up and see your company down 40, 50% um, on, on, on news that was actually good news that I think people didn't uh, take the time to read through it. And yeah, it was a long release, but the news was good news. I think when we get assays back and we see the grade on Q2, um, anybody that took advantage of that dip is, is going to be proven to be pretty wise. But I say that to say that with junior explorers, you expect that kind of volatility. We all know you can lose 70, 80, 90, all of your money. A company like First Quantum, you know, this is this is 
it's a different different ball game and it's a different amount of capital destruction that happened there. So where you know where this goes, I don't know. I'm definitely definitely not an expert. I know that the Supreme Court just ruled that the mining contract was unconstitutional. Um look, there were celebrities that were backing the closing of this mine. This mine, I believe, you know, employs 40,000 people directly and indirectly. No word there. I know what's going to go on there. So it's, look, I am a copper bull. I think in the midterm, copper, in the next, you know, couple of years, copper is going to get on a phenomenal run. I'm extremely, extremely leveraged to copper. I'm positioned well. I will continue to be aggressive with my largest copper, gold, silver holding. Um, but I, countries matter. Jurisdiction matters. Uh, allocating capital in countries is 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 challenging if you don't know what you're doing and if you don't know what you're doing you should seek out somebody that does because that's a tough pill to swallow if you're you know uh, not just a hedge fund or you know grandma smith but also you know the workers and and the people that directly and indirectly have benefited from the economic stimulus that the mine has provided so i don't think it's the last time we see this um and i think it's going to make you know copper assets in stable jurisdictions that much more attractive and valuable here in the future. Um, but a lot of stuff there. I took some notes because I wanted to mention some things. I think I was the only bidder for your favorite copper, silver, gold junior on the U.S. side last week. So that's already paid off, and I'm, I'm happy to take those shares here at the end of the year. Um, Leo, Leo DiCaprio is interesting. Um, he's also a, a proponent of, of EVs. And so, um, you know, this continues to you know, further that trope or that, I don't know the appropriate word for it, just that juxtaposition, right, of the want to decarbonize and electrify and, and drive hybrids, but um, to want to shut down the mines where the very uh, inputs come from that make those EVs and batteries and turbines and um, panels able to be made and manufactured. So, um, there's a gap that has to close there in the the want for the clean future and the the very real need for the minerals to to produce that clean future. And this is another example of that. It's also another example of uh, why jurisdiction matters, right? Because um, there's similar cases recently in Mexico with its you know mining law and concessions being ruled unconstitutional. So I mean, this is foundational stuff. This wasn't a small mine, right? This no. Was, uh, an operational copper mine that Franco Nevada had royalties on, like uh, the biggest royalty company in the world had done its due diligence on and had been in operation. And to just to get cut off at the knee and say these concessions are unconstitutional is, you know, some really foundational stuff that's going on and can show you and does show you just how um, a fast and uh, even how in the the settled and, and so-called, you know, first world where where legal precedent has been set how fast that can change right so uh, jurisdiction matters you said that the quality copper deposits in, in good jurisdictions are and going to be really valuable and um i guess uh, shout out to brent cook i was listening to an interview the other day he was talking about how you know yes jurisdiction matters and, and yeah there's good jurisdictions but you know it's also by zip code basically because really? um even in like a good jurisdiction so he was saying, you know, he knows of one copper project in, in Arizona that's going to get permitted, another one that's been in permitting for, I think, a decade that, that's probably not going to get approved. And so even in the same state of the union, right, Yeah. Um, 
it's the, a, a difference in, in being able to get approved or not. So increasingly environmental concerns matter, um, uh, first nations and indigenous concerns matter. And, and it's something you have to deal with and, and, and environmentalist concerns matter. Um, but just something you have to deal with in, in mining in this day and age. Good to stay and aware. So, sorry, just one more thing. You know, it is a, a relatively dirty business and, and, and is working to, to get cleaned up. But to some extent, that's a function of, you know, input costs and efficiency and top line, bottom line. I mean, you can't pay more for power and equipment than, you know, it costs to get the stuff out of the ground. And, um, you know, also people continue to die. I think it was 11 folks who uh, died in a mine shaft in, in South Africa in the past couple of uh, days. So, um, uh, and obviously, you know, uh, feelings and, and thoughts and prayers out to their family. And, um, it, you know, it's it's one of those industries that it has a bad name. Sometimes it's uh, for good reason, but uh, nonetheless is, is obviously crucial and critical for this future that most everyone wants. A lot of thoughts there. And you know my brain, Nick, it wanders, right? So it makes dumb Thanks. connections because I have the sense of humor of a 12-year-old. So you mentioned uh, the 11 uh, people that, that that tragically lost their life. Uh, obviously, condolences there and all the best energy to, to friends and loved ones. That's just a horrible, horrible situation. Um, it, it, it took me to the fact that we lost two giants in, 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 on the national stage, right? On the global stage, one you know, somebody that professionally, at least, I absolutely looked up to, that being um, Mr. Charlie Munger, who passed away here um, in, the, in the past week, right? A lot of um, a lot of financial wisdom and a lot of um, just exceptional insight over the years. So long life, uh, fully lived, obviously, but definitely a loss um, on that side of it. And then you have someone else... Um, because you mentioned death that, you know, I, I, I am, I was never fond of, and that being Henry Kissinger. And so I got to give a shout out to the hardtimes.net because they had probably the best headline and it's, you know, satirical, obviously, but the headline reads, Henry Kissinger dies of broken heart, thanks to temporary ceasefire in Gaza. Oh. So kudos to the hardtimes.net. Um, it was an absolutely brilliant, satirical, but accurate headline in the sense um, yes, the man was a strategist, a politician. Um, he was many things, but he was also a war criminal and someone that salivated on the committing of those crimes and the deaths of millions. And, you know, it... it I put a thing on Twitter, not that anyone cares, but just because you die doesn't mean that you automatically get a pass on what you did while sure. you were here, right? And so um, I don't wish it on anyone, but look, you made it to 100, so there's something to be said for that there. But definitely two huge figures on the global stage that that passed. And uh, again, you know, this is a, this is the stuff of, uh, of, of fourth turnings when you have an Argentinian president-elect that says he's doing away with the central bank. That's that's a big deal, folks. That, that 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 could set off, you know, dominoes throughout Latin America that then spread and continue on if people start realizing we actually don't need central banks, right? Like they they do more harm than good. Um, when we talk about some of the other things going on around the world, when we talk about you know Venezuela and and, and Brazil and then the potential conflict there, while simultaneously funding and helping you know fight a war with Russia and in the Ukraine. While also, you know, everything going on in the Middle East, it's just a crazy, crazy, bizarro time out there. And um, 
yeah, that's that's that that was my rant. That's what my brain went. It went all over the place with it. But yeah, yep, yep. Anything to add? There? Yeah, no, it's a turning. I mean, the generational turning is real, and so um, you have a changing of the guard when these uh, elder statesmen and a puller of the sh pullers of the strings uh, start to to change guard and pass on, and uh, a new generation comes up. So that's part of it. Um, the jokes have been funny, but the the pain and suffering was obviously real on the on the Kissinger front. Uh, there was a, a a Twitter handle that was is is Henry Kissinger. Uh, dead yet and every day it would say no 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 and he, so that twitter got finally had its day the other day when it got to tweet out yes it's henry kissinger um i think it got tens of thousands of you know retweets and likes so then on the munger side i can't say that you know i was a, a student of him either and um uh, obviously he was a, a fantastic investor contributed a lot warren buffett's right hand man and so if there's one takeaway I have from him, it's, you know, sort of to call it like you see it, which I, I, I like to think I do. That gentleman certainly spoke his mind and has plenty of quips and, and one-liners that uh, I believe will will live on for some time to come. Yeah, and, you know, if there's one thing I really took away from his approach is how, how important patience is, right? And especially, like, where I dabble. I My bread and butter is junior resource space. It's 99.9% of, of, well, I shouldn't say that much. I, I, I would say 85% of my capital is allocated there. The other 15% is allocated to real estate. Always loved real estate. You know, started with that young. It's it's done well for me. And you know, we'll continue to to to, to dabble there. But the one thing I really learned from him was the 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 value of having patience and letting pieces play out. And you know, having it be okay to be wrong initially if the market doesn't see what you see yet. And that can sometimes work against you. But you know, the great wealth that's been made globally, it's typically hasn't been made by traders. It's been made by investors that actually make significant bets on a trend, catch it early when nobody's watching, and then let the thesis play out. Then obviously it takes some luck as well, right? A lot of hard work and, and, and a lot of luck. But that, that's probably my biggest takeaway from Mr. Munger is the patience. And, and if, if, if the thesis is still spot on and the market just doesn't see it yet, then maybe that's an opportunity, right? I think he said the big money is made in the waiting. That is correct. And that leads my brain into another segue, Patriot Battery Metals, which continues to be stuck between the $9 and $12 range, despite the fact that it's got a new discovery at CV9 and it already hit an intercept of 100 meters of spodumene bearing pegmatite at CV9. We were talking about jurisdiction and the importance of having assets in stable jurisdictions that are attracting capital where government is incentivizing the acceleration of permitting and is incentivizing capital coming into the country. Quebec checks all those boxes. And I, I, I believe that the permitting timelines are going to continue to shrink. I had a really good conversation um, that, that's on Resource Stock Digest uh, with Blair Way, the CEO. You know, We chatted publicly for about 30 minutes. We talked about the discovery at CV9. I mean, look, Three drill holes have already returned continuous pegmatite intersections of 60 plus meters, including the one I referenced at 100 meters. And the last hole where they finally started to figure out the orientation of this thing, because the first few holes, you're just trying to get the geometry and trying to see which way you're going to chase it. The last hole had an 80 meter blowout near the end of it. So that gets me excited as all hell for the assays to come back, which I anticipate soon. And then I anticipate a lull over the holidays because no one wants to release assays over the holidays. And then I expect January to be a barn burner of a month. Will that translate into sure price appreciation? 
I don't know yet, but I know we have the goods. I know that this thing is getting much, much bigger. Um, I know that Blair's hell-bent on having 10 rigs there in January. And I know we have over 100 holes coming back from the labs between now and the resumption of drilling. And we're cash stop. So, again, broken record if we have to wait um, a little bit longer for the real breakout to happen. I think when it happens, it's going to happen quickly. And look, technically, it never filled that 823 gap. Is that what it was? Like, I know that's what you're looking at. But it's bounced beautifully and closed near $10 today. So, you know, hopefully we can break out soon. Trust me, I want shares to be higher as much as everyone else does. I clearly see the value. You know, again, not to poo-poo anyone else's asset, but there's assets that are, you know, on, on a fully valued basis are getting valuations four times Corvette's uh, value, current market cap. And Corvette, there's only one, folks. I mean, you see companies keep putting results out and the next Patriot never materializes, right? Because there is only one Corvette. And so, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I encourage everybody that wants an update to go check out that interview. It's all there. We talk permitting, we talk approach to production, we talk drilling, we talk how aggressive they're going to be at the other CVs because there's a bunch. And no, I think the assays are going to be great. We know from sample results at CV9 that you're going to get some good, good grade out of that, right? The mineralization is going to be pretty predictable. Blair alluded as much in the interview and yeah starting out with 100 meter and 60 meter intercepts uh, if we're going to go a percent plus 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 uh, heck of a way to start at a, at a at a cluster that's 14 kilometers away from the main discovery which by the way is still connecting on both sides and open in depth so lots of like i believe all of that I, I believe shares are going higher as well and i also believe that they do have to close that gap before that share price appreciation it can happen in a in a meaningful way so um i am a shareholder obviously um i own enough shares to be happy but i also have an order in to buy more at that gap because i, I do think it's going to fill and uh, would be more than content to, to own more at that price for all the things and uh, all the reasons you just said lots of like there mr hodge anything else you want to touch on no, um, I don't think so. We're getting into the end of the year. There's uh, some cheap resource speculations out there. Know your time frames and look at gold and uranium, obviously. Um, appreciate those around you. Hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. Get those gifts ordered. Uh, the 25th will be here um, sooner than you think. And um, you just had a birthday. I will have a birthday while we're in Vegas celebrating with employees. So at the bamboo lounge. <laughs> We're <laughs> the end of the year. There you go. Uh, that's all we got this week, folks. I'm Gerardo Del Real along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This was the 246th episode of our weekly therapy session that we like to call Investing in Bizarro World. Be kind to each other. Be good to your neighbor. And uh, keep it fun out there, everybody. Keep it light. Appreciate the comments. Keep them coming. See ya. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.